0: When you look at the big picture of what um, of Burner Cross Georgia is, though, I think it's a call to action, right? Physical therapy of uh, this great service of dentistry, of, of primary care for the sake of the gospel and for those who are on the margins of our society.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, whenever you are listening to this, Jason Dennis here with the Run the Race podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And, uh, you know, we we haven't had an episode for, I think, a couple weeks. And that's in part because we have been celebrating our daughter and our son graduating from high school. Pretty cool thing. Uh, our son is headed to uh, the University of Georgia. And uh, so it's a pretty exciting thing. And, and uh, um, something else that's back and that my son is actually participating in is Run Across Georgia. If you don't know what that is, uh, there is a... a teams and and some individuals, runners and bikers uh, that start in Tybee Island, just next to Savannah, Georgia, on one side of the state, uh, on the East Coast, and they run or bike 277.2 miles back to Columbus, Georgia, which is where I am now, right there on near the border with Alabama. So we're literally running or biking across the peach state of Georgia. So that's what we're talking about on this podcast today. I've done it two previous times, back in 2017 and 2018, captained a team, there was uh, 12 of us. You split up all those miles, and I was on a non-competitive team. My son is on a competitive team, eight guys that are all you know, 17, 18 years old, super fast, and uh, I'm going to be crewing for them, so looking forward to that uh, happening this weekend. So it's been a very busy time of graduations and running and organizing and everything else, And and one guy that knows a lot about that in terms of the causes that Run Across Georgia helps is our guest for this episode of Run the Race which again, you can find all the previous 108 episodes at wtvm.com slash podcast. Love for you to listen. Uh, Later in this episode, we'll give you some some, uh, previous episodes to listen to connected uh, to uh, these causes we're going to talk about, House of Heroes and Mercy Med, that uh, this really amazing event benefits. Um, But our guest for today is Billy Holbrook, the Chief Development Officer for Mercy Med of Columbus. Now, this is a nonprofit ministry, a clinic that that, uh, deals with the physical and the spiritual and the emotional with people. And, uh, their mission really is to serve Christ and spread his love. And they do that through helping the, uh, uninsured and underinsured in the community people that are the least of these as it talks about in the bible Uh, billy graduated from columbus state university back in 2004 went on to spend uh, nearly 10 years in the payments industry at thesis which is total systems working in the uh, private sector in business and uh, then in december of 2014 almost eight years ago he joined the mercy med staff as director of development, now he's chief development officer. He and his wife Megan uh, have three children. Uh, Billy is responsible for fundraising, community awareness projects, and donor relations. So we talk about you know how faith and fitness mix. We talk about what Mercy Med does in terms of uh, really kind of reaching out to those uh, that need help, and how Run Across Georgia is going to be helping them raise uh, tens of thousands of dollars again for this really awesome cause all right joining us now on the podcast is billy holbrook known by some around here as dr billy holbrook <laughs> even though you're not officially a doctor yet right? no no
0: not at all <laughs>
1: maybe one day right <laughs> a doctor of faith right? uh, okay yeah. <laughs> uh well first of all uh you know we're going to talk about um this upcoming event it's you know just a few days away that's a, a big help to you guys fundraising wise you know run across georgia and going to talk about you know, faith and and uh you know your your family uh, but i wanted to you know you are the um the chief development officer for mercy med of columbus we're, we're here in columbus georgia just south of atlanta and, um, you know, you talk about how one of your favorite things to do, you know, over lunch, whether it's like somebody you just met or somebody you've is telling the story of Mercy Med. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to give you the opportunity to okay. do that first to talk about, you know, um, you know what is Mercy Med? I mean, yeah. that name itself is is catchy, but what, you know, how, you know what do you guys do and, yeah. and, and how does it work?
0: Yeah. Well, Mercy Med is... I'm very excited to be here, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I, I really appreciate the chance to to, to sit here with you and, and chat. So, yeah, Mercy Med, I, I got involved with Mercy Med back in 2014 um, and came on as a, a development officer. And essentially, what we do at the clinic, Jason, is um, we. Well, I'll start with our mission statement. Yeah. A, a portion of it. We exist to proclaim Christ as Lord and demonstrate His love. That's the first part of our mission statement that Dr. Scarborough wrote uh, when he started the clinic, right over ten years ago. Ten years ago. Wow. Can you believe that. Ten years yeah. ago. And uh, and so we felt like we felt like that that would be enough. Like if we just said we want to exist to proclaim Christ as Lord and demonstrate His love, we put a period right there at the end of that statement. We'd be happy. That that would that would suit. Kind of our desire to follow Jesus and to live the way that He called us to live, um, to, to proclaim him as Lord and to demonstrate His love. We want to be specific though about how we act that out and so that's the, where the clinic's kind of operations kind of come in. We, we do that by meeting our patients' needs spiritually, physically and emotionally mm-hmm. uh, for the underserved. So what we do here at Mercy Med is we provide uh, affordable quality health care for people without insurance or people that are underinsured. Um, And we wanna say yes to patients that are in need of care. And so in Georgia, there's a pretty high percentage of uninsured adults and so we want to be part of the safety net. That's kind of a, a medical industry term, the safety net clinic. Sure. Uh, there's some other safety net clinics around that do work, great work. Um, and we're one of them. And what we want to do is provide a sliding fee scale for people without insurance. And so we charge them based on their ability to pay. And we also take Medicaid and Medicare and other private insurances. And so um, it's been a blessing to be a part of. And, and that's, that's the work we do. And since we have a, um, a charitable rate the amount of money that our patients pay to invest in their care doesn't cover all the cost. And so that's where the fundraising needs to come in and that's uh, what, what I get to do. I get the privilege to do to, uh, to go grab coffee with folks or get
1: on podcasts and tell the story about uh, about how we invite others to invest. Yeah, what kind of reaction do you get from folks? Maybe they, they kind of know your mission, or mm-hmm. maybe they don't know anything about you, and you tell them the story about mm-hmm. what Mercy Med does. What kind of reaction do you get from folks in terms of what, or what kind of questions right. do people usually ask?
0: Well, so a couple of thoughts yeah. kind of come to mind off the bat. So, one of our core values at Mercy Med is advocacy. Our, we see our role, uh, so for example, uh, we have doctors physician assistants, nurse practitioners, um, clinicians who advocate on behalf of our patients. Front desk folks who answer the phone, they advocate on behalf of our patients. They kind of uh, plead the case for our patients to get them in, get them seen, uh, get them to the specialist they need to go to. There's a long list of ways that we try to advocate for our patients. And and so to answer your question about the response we get from the community, we get advocates who tell the story for us. Yeah, It's been it's been amazing how generous um, our community has been for, to uh, to rally to support our clinic, and, and they do that in a lot of ways. This is a great example. Of this run across Georgia, Kina uh, and uh, and her team, Eric, the the entire crew that's doing run across Georgia, John Teeples before her,
1: um, and we've had Kina and John Teeples have both been on yeah. previous podcasts uh, years ago, and
0: those folks inspire me, Jason. They inspire me because they are. Uh, on behalf of us, on behalf, on behalf of House of Heroes, which if you haven't heard of House of Heroes, please go check them out. Sure. Like they're, they're a, a co beneficiary with us, and it's just an honor to be, um, you know, in the mix with them. But 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 back to that idea of advocacy, like um, this this uh, not just Kina, but all the runners <laughs> that are advocating on our behalf are raising money for us. Like they're doing this thing for us, and that's been just so. So amazing. And then in addition to events like that, this is one great example, and probably one of my favorite examples, um, just of how the community responds. But also, like, we have um, doctors, medical professionals. Just yesterday, uh, Dr. Arenas, Catalina Arenas, came in. She had a practice. She's an OB-GYN. She had a practice for over 30 years. She volunteers with us twice a month now to do GYN care for, for our uninsured uh, ladies. Um, that type of reaction we're getting, too, where these amazing surgeons and uh, amazing uh, physicians are, are coming in uh, to uh, to work side-by-side with us. And mm-hmm. so we've got this great staff that works here full-time, and then we have these specialty care uh, friends that come in too. So those are really the two things that stand out to me about how the community responds, both financially with, uh, with you name it, um, monthly giving or foundation giving, companies helping us out, uh, and then also medically, like the, the service part of it has been just something that has opened my eyes to, just extreme generosity, and it, yeah. it's it's it, it, it's overwhelming.
1: Yeah, opportunities to serve, and you talk about your mission in terms of uh, you know spreading the gospel and showing God's love, mm-hmm. and um you know so people may ask you know if if you're kind of a, a faith based in that way, mm-hmm. you know is there any kind of requirement? I mean, do you have to be a Christian or do, that kind of mm-hmm. thing? And people may ask that, or people may think you know well what's the uh, parameters of, mm-hmm. of, you know, being involved in Mercy Med?
0: That's a great question. So, uh,
1: so no, our, our patients
0: are not required to have the same faith we do, not at all. So, we open wide our doors to, um, to the community, and, um, and we want very much to, uh, to have the invitation for our patients. And it's kind of an entry point for us and a focus of us to to care for folks with their with their healthcare needs and their and their emotional like emotional needs, like we do counseling and that type of thing. Um, and so sometimes you know those conversations draw limits, and we respect those boundaries our patients have. So, uh, uh, but another core value for us is trust. And so over time, we want to build trust uh, with our patients so that uh, we be ready um, if there if there is an invitation to to pray with someone or or whatever. So it's um, it's something for sure that uh, that we want to. Uh, to make known that's our focus and that's what drives our staff. That's what drives our our mission is uh, is to do that. And, and I'll go back to the mission statement a little bit too. So it says that we want to proclaim Christ as Lord. We do that with our mouths. And sometimes we just want to demonstrate God's love. And we do that with effective, quality health care. Sometimes when Jesus uh, demonstrated a, a great uh, love. He washed the feet of his disciples, and many times our our providers, our doctors, are, are washing the feet of our homeless patients or our diabetic patients, and um, and so that to me is kind of just a great you know uh, action uh, to demonstrate uh, care. So so if you come in the door, like you're not greeted by a sermon, you're greeted <laughs> you know you're greeted with uh, um, with a, a a great doctor's office, um, and then and there's something behind the the. The quality care we're giving it's yeah you know so so yeah it's it's a cool uh, we try to make it a good environment so yeah
1: judgment-free zone yeah okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> so <laughs> yeah and and and, and but and, but and with that and in in the same sense why is it important to you know to you and dr scarborough mm-hmm. and, and the staff and mercy man to have faith as the cornerstone and have that as part of it because you know sometimes you, you have science on one side yeah. and faith on the other, mm-hmm. and sometimes they're you know polar opposites, mm-hmm. but sometimes they can blend together true sure.
0: you know? well so it's a, it's a great question i've heard Dr. Scarborough say many times he feels like it's a uh, he, he was in med school uh, and really that's uh, his story is a part of our beginning as a, as a clinic and his story is really great he went to med school to so that he could serve the poor through um uh, and have an, a captive audience we so could share his faith with 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 folks well um one day he got a call, I think, from his brother-in-law. He might have shared this story on your podcast earlier. Yeah, I yeah. apologize if this is a readout. No, note. no, that's great. It's great. <laughs> um, this is how this all began. Yeah, yeah. But essentially, um, the call he got from his brother-in-law during, during med school was, you know, Grant, I want you to know you have a priestly duty. And Grant said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, in the Old Testament, um, there were protocols for how to care for the sick. And the priests did that. <clears throat> and so um, so we we find kind of the um the work we do as as ministerial work not not necessarily the words we're saying i mean that that's part of it but the actual work of of caring for the entire person and, and helping them meet their needs physically that that's that is a ministry and so what what grant was able to do uh, i think with the with the genesis of mercy mad was attract doctors like dr joyce kim our chief medical officer who dreamed of becoming a, a missionary and she's doing that here in columbus georgia um, as a physician. Um, he attracted uh, Dr. Sarah Barr, who for years was a doctor in the Army, uh, and now she's working for us at the clinic. And he, mm. so all these folks have the same mindset, same idea, uh, similar interests as Dr. Scarborough. What he did was he opened up an opportunity for them to serve. And so I think the answer to your question of kind of why is that important to us, I think it's because the, the faith that our um, that's at the core of our mission is, is what's also at the core of our hearts and what drives us. To to work, and I think I think that translates to um, all types of industries, and not just healthcare uh, settings. Um, but I, uh, but I, f- I think that what we appreciate and are grateful for is the opportunity uh, to um, to offer something practical too. You know, I think that's a big part of it as well. Like when we look at the other part of our mission statement, is we want to provide quality, affordable healthcare for the physical, spiritual, and emotional needs of the underserved. There's just a healthcare gap. You know, there's a um, access issue uh to affordable health care for the uninsured and so by offering like a practical service um it gives us an audience that that we're really really grateful for so it's not an bait and switch way either you know but but in just a genuine way of like we want to um you know cultivate a, a culture here, um, of, of trust where we just build those relationships through primary care. And then in other ways too, with specialty care, like physical therapy and other wellness offerings.
1: Yeah. It's like the story in the Bible of people keep passing this man on the street and then, you know, the, the good Samaritan or somebody you know stops by and because sometimes there's a lot of people that are the forgotten yeah. or people that are just kind of, you know, well, that's not my problem. Right, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. So, um, I want to uh, talk a little bit about, you know, Run Across Georgia. You talked about how it's such, such a unique, crazy event, but yeah. it's going to help, you know, you guys and House of Heroes each raise, you know, probably ten or $20,000 each, which is a huge help. Um, but, I, you know, what you were talking about, how people kind of, you know, kind of maybe being in, in you know, a job in uh, the private sector and then moving into like more kind of ministry based. Uh-huh. You graduated from uh, Columbus uh, State University eighteen yeah. years ago yeah, yeah and then moved you started off a decade in a i guess more maybe traditional job yeah. uh, in thesis total yeah. total systems or whatever yeah. it's called now and right. uh, the payments industry so that's kind of working with computers and business kind of thing mm-hmm. that's right. so so how do you um or why or how do you transition from that mm-hmm. I mean probably a pretty good paying job and and doing well and, and with a future to like deciding to move to a place like Mercy Med, a non nonprofit yeah, uh,
0: so thesis was a, a great season for for me and my family, and I was uh, really happy there. There was um, like you said, pretty good trajectory for me, and the people I worked with were great and um, what what drew me to Mercy med though was was my church uh, actually so so we're sitting where we are we 're in Mercy med uh, right now we 're sitting in North Highland, which is right here on Second Avenue. And the old uh, CB&T, Columbus okay. Bank and Trust Bank, uh, uh, bank offices in 08, the recession hit and like that, um, this bank branch closed like many others did. And then uh, Grant came here in 2012 and opened Mercy Med. And I, when, when he opened the clinic, I started to notice that many of the friends that I go to church with just three blocks away uh, in the heart of kind of this, this area um, started to get better. So our church, just a little bit about that, is called Highland Community Church. And Highland is a, is a real mission-focused uh, organization and it's a real
1: diverse, uh, real diverse community, real diverse uh, makeup of the congregation. And this is like uh, for the, the folks who maybe don't know the area. This is uh, kind of a, more of a low income, yep. or kind of, kind of. This is not really south. Well, it's kind of South Columbus or close to downtown, so,
0: right? So an old mill district. So sure. there were um, a bunch of textile mills around, and um, and when they closed, it became kind of a, like you said, a lower lower income area, and it's real densely populated, and. Um, and so, we started to go to church at Highland Community and started to see the benefit of Mercy Med uh, because um, a dear friend of ours started to come uh, to the clinic, and, um, but before she was uh, able to access Mercy Med, she was just homebound, she was sick, and, wow. and um, I, don't, I didn't know kind of exactly what the transaction was or what happened, but she kind of knocked on the door before the clinic opened, <laughs> um, and she got the care she needed. And she became a patient and started coming back around the church. She started getting on the meds she needed. It's a long, long, beautiful story. But uh, all that to say, that drew me to to just kind of start asking questions. Well, what is this place? Like, I didn't really understand that much about it, but I liked what I was seeing. You
1: saw proof that, hey, this works. I did.
0: I did. And um, and so because of that, because of that care taken to, like you said, somebody that was forgotten and kind of uh, the least of these, The um, what I... What I started to notice just impressed me by, by the work that this doctor is doing here. And so I ran into Grant in town one day, and I said, you know, uh, tell me what's going on at the clinic. I'd love to get out of corporate America one day. Huh, one <laughs> day. One day, yeah. And I just blurted that out, Jason. I didn't plan, <laughs> I didn't plan on... This, this was a God-ordained meeting, I'm I sure, <laughs> right? <laughs> I suppose. And so Grant said, well, let's go to lunch and talk. And so we went to uh, a couple of lunches together, and he just caught me up on things, and I just became really, uh, um, just couldn't get it out of my head. Just kind of kept thinking, you know, sure. wow, that's 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 fascinating. There's something to this. Yeah. And then he had he called me later and said, "There's a development position available. Would you like to apply?" And so I did. And like um, the joke was, I don't know if it's a joke actually. He had never told me. but The joke was, he offered the job to like 12 people, oh. and they all turned <laughs> him down. And then he called me. You're the 13th disciple. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, but that's a, that's kind of the, the short of it. I I, uh, I felt like God had in front of me really two options to pick from that were both good and fine. It would have been just fine if I stayed at Tesis, sure. and and good if I took this job at Mercy Med. Um, and the option kind of before me was like I felt like the Lord saying, "Well, um, you get to pick," you know, like you, there's there. And so, and so I felt like a real content kind of peace about about the the move at that time and um and it was it was just really exciting because i felt like i get to uh work for and participate in something that benefits my like directly my community like vocation i felt like i was working for the members of my church and the neighbors on fifth sixth and fourth avenues um here in north highland which are Really destitute and struggle with all kinds of social determinants of health and in addition to that what's grown from that for me kind of fast forwarding a little bit to now is i feel like i get to uh, do the work i'm inspired even more so by the staff we have who um, are willing to take a pretty substantial pay cut you know compared to market rates and and work here and do uh, this great service of physical therapy of uh, this great service of dentistry of of primary care for the sake of the gospel, uh, and for those who are on the margins of our society. So anyway, that uh, that's a little bit of my story. It was no. 20, 2014 is when when all that kind of uh, kind of happened.
1: So I, you've been here yeah. eight years now. That's to right. Give, give Decem- take, yeah. December will be eight years. Wow! Of, Congratulations. Years that's me. awesome. Well, well, thank
0: you. <laughs> yeah.
1: And you know, I, I remember. I mean, many years ago, I one of you know my pastors at the time um, gave everybody in the church um, coins. And he kind of a, Not appointed a, a us But kind of told us Hey You guys are marketplace ministers oh, yeah And he says You guys do You know be, You're able to do better work than I am As a pastor in the pulpit mm-hmm. and, and being out You know In the private sector Because you know There's people Whether you're a thesis Or a teacher Or or a police officer whatever you right. do you can still kind of spread God's love mm-hmm. and, and the gospel in that job I mean there's rules yeah. you know, that can apply to that um, but but you're you know kind of when you full kind of go all in mm-hmm. to the nonprofit ministry section you're kind of in the, in the trenches what, what's the what's the different dynamic there whether you're at a, a private sector a business where you're able to come maybe you know mm-hmm. here and there you're able to kind of dip your feet into the pool of, of like mm-hmm. where you're kind sure. of um, witnessing to people versus like being kind of in this where that's your mission that's actually your job you get to do this you get paid for this yeah you know?
0: yeah it's you know it's interesting as far as the work goes there's way more similarities than differences for example at Tsis i was on the sales team i was in sales support so my job was to bid on proposals and uh i didn't quite make it to the golf course
1: <laughs>
0: you a lot of, you know going out and, and uh, smoking the cigars and signing the contracts, um, but, uh, but my, my job was to care for the um, people, the clients, sure, and um, making pitches yeah, and, yeah uh, all that you yeah, pro- have product demonstrations, um, and so there's a lot more similarities than differences when I came over here because in development, you have a donor base to care for. When I first showed up, Grant said, "Your ministry is to the donors." Um, and so, and my goodness, they've probably ministered to me more so than I've been able to minister to them because of just how, uh, just unwaveringly generous they are. Um, but I think to answer your question, um, you know, my mind kind of goes to this, that idea. I like that idea of a marketplace minister because certainly the, the Lord calls us to serve where we are. Right. And so what circle of influence do we have? I think you uh, you kind of look around you and, and affect the world that you're, that you're in, um, whether that's, you know, uh, on the job side or at home. But I, I think that uh, some of the differences I've seen at Mercy Med is really just, you know, um, there's a, a direct, more a little bit of a more direct invitation to go out in the parking lot and help somebody. Uh, join somebody in the, in the hallway with a, for prayer, or um, you know, and, and, and you know, and our our communication to the community is, is overtly uh, you know Christian and faith based, and so um, so I think that it's a uh, it's a translatable thing, like to to get into the nonprofit kind of Christianese world, uh, coming out of corporate America you know as a believer kind of navigating those two things like you you find more similarities and differences because you still want to um, make the keep that main part of your you know uh, of your focus as a as a worker you know uh it, it works out here too so yeah and, and and it's great too to to stay on mission the mission helps like Just focusing on that mission
1: statement. Yeah, and also a place like this, maybe you feel like you're a little more open or allowed, Uh allowed to do certain things, like pray with people. I mean, you're allowed to do that, you know, freedom. We're Americans, but like in in the corporate world and business, you know, there's probably certain parameters, and you you can't just kind of do this and that. You kind of have to say, well, that's probably not appropriate Uh here. You know, it's all appropriate. That's right. Yeah, that's right. um, And you know, we were talking. You mentioned run across Georgia earlier. Uh that's happening um as this podcast when it comes out you know uh this week um yeah. it'll be happening this Memorial Day weekend mm-hmm. um and uh great cuz it used to be called Run for the Heroes and supporting the military which House of Heroes we've talked to Susan Wood in the past on the podcast about mm-hmm. their mission to help you know local veterans at their homes and and you guys are serving you know maybe uh some of your uh, people that are uninsured or underinsured right. they maybe they may be veterans as well mm-hmm. but um so run across Georgia essentially is people drive as a team or maybe some solo runners or bicyclists, they're going to Savannah, Tybee Island, and then they run or bike back two hundred and seventy seven right. miles. That's right. And you and I, like last year, we were at the finish line, yep. which is uh, in downtown Columbus this Sunday. Um, so I mean what is you know, you were talking earlier about how you know people kind of use their talents and gifts mm-hmm. and, and they and the fact that they, you know, you feel overwhelmed that they're helping the ministry by yeah. by you know, hey, if they're able to run or bike or whatever mm-hmm. else um but um so you didn't you didn't want to participate yourself you don't want to solo run uh from savannah yeah, <laughs> this year didn't quite work out okay gotcha you, you, you didn't have time for the training yeah <laughs> that's all <laughs> so, right so but what does that mean to you i mean this kind yeah. of this kind of event is so unique i mean it you is. can have a 5k uh-huh. or something like that but this is just on a whole nother scale yeah it's brilliant I mean,
0: it's absolutely brilliant because the 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 design of it is all it's it's community based because so each of these uh, teams are not only fundraising ahead of their of their run but they're you know having a blast. I hope or, or, <laughs> or, or, or misery or, or miserable <laughs> or somewhere in between. It's, it's know, hotter out here on, in Georgia, right? Oh my right? goodness yeah. gracious, yeah, I can't, I can't imagine. But it's it's brilliant because there's you know. I don't know, probably close to 80 people by the end of the week uh, that are going to be out um, running across Georgia on your behalf. It's like they're doing this for you um, uh, and they're doing this for House of Heroes and they're doing this for Mercy Mad, and, and for themselves. I think like, that's, that's part of it as well that I, I'm inspired by is that it's a, it's a big feat. I mean, yeah. Uh, have you done it? Have you? I've you done, done it, it twice run? before. Yeah. yeah, on a that's team, right. and and, mm-hmm. and
1: these like, there's a 12 person team or 16 yeah. person, but there's also eight person competitive teams, and each one of those eight members will run essentially 35 miles over the course of about 35 hours. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's 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 amazing. That's an amazing,
0: <laughs> I think, personal goal that I, I just I am so thrilled that our um, supporters are able to do just for themselves and so if you know if they don't raise a, a penny for us like amazing kudos for them like let's slap them on the back and tell them great job because uh, that's a great accomplishment just physically you know for them to be able to be able to do that and so uh, what what I when you look at the big picture of what um, of what Burner Georgia is though I think it's a call to action right like it's a, whether it's Mercy Med or House of Heroes I think it's a call to action to to get involved and serve your community kind of wherever you are what's your what's your passion Right, this is a this is a <laughs> this is a labor labor of love but by, by Kina. It was a labor of love for John and uh, and for the the teams that kind of started this this uh, this this tribal amazing <laughs> tribal's a good uh, way to describe uh, it <laughs> event that, that is just unique. Um, and, and when you take it kind of a step back and look at it and think about what's going on here, I think what's what's happening is there's just this yeah, we believe in this. We we, we want to take action. So it's it's Kina saying there is a a an a, a way I can contribute to my community and this is what I'm gonna do. Yeah. And so and at its kind of at its core, that's a pretty simple thing, right? It's a simple concept. I mean, it's just it's big, but it with a really big impact. And so I think that's the encouragement I, I gain from it is, you know, uh, and I would hope the listeners and the people that are observing it from the communities kind of don't isolate this, right? Like this isn't an isolated thing. This is a I think a call to action to say, well, well, you know, I, I, yeah, I really love, uh, caring for, uh, poor underserved kids, you know, and I want to get involved with, with whatever's happening in my community for, uh, for, for children, or I I care about food insecurity and, or, or I care about, uh, work placement or, um, for, for those that are underserved and can't find jobs, like, where is it that you can find your spot? And just like Keena say, well, I can take action. Yeah, you know, I can take action and do, and do this thing, or or like Susan, you know, and I can take action to care for vets, that's what she does, uh, veterans and widows, and I mean those the work of House of Heroes, like is so important. It's so important. It needs to be supported with with extreme generosity, um, and it is, you know, with uh, with an event like this, and so, um, but Susan saw an issue and took action, right? Like those those types of things were are really kind of just I think um, these beacons of light that are shining really brightly to say let's 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 do this like let's let's know our neighbors and know what their needs are yeah like, that's what kind of where i feel like um when jesus said you talked about the good samaritan right at the end of that story jesus's response was please go and do likewise yeah the, who, who you know the question was who's my neighbor and he got challenged with that um and uh and his response was you know at the end of all that that story was just go and do likewise go and do likewise and I see Kina doing that and I see Susan doing that and so many other just uh, you are doing that Jason I appreciate it uh, <laughs> and, and and this is so anyway so I could go, kind of go on and on and I, I feel like I'm rambling now but no, but no 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 but I just am you know I just really get inspired by this
1: yeah and it's kind of like you know when you when you hear in church about people going on mission trips mm-hmm. and people are like oh I couldn't do that or I can't do that or whatever and they say well if you can't go um, give or pray right there are things you can do i mean if people can't run or bike um, especially maybe that long distance it doesn't mean you can't participate and be a part of the mission because this is kind of like a mission trip for these teams right oh, yeah. i mean they're going out and because yeah. they're these are these are great causes that, that are both mm-hmm. kind of related to faith and mercy med has had 5ks i know yeah. in, in the recent past and um so talk a little bit about how you know, you've got faith and you've got fitness, which is the two things that we kind of talk about on the Run the Race podcast. Mm-hmm. So how do those two things mix? You know, and, and uh, d- does and using, using fitness and yeah. things you like, the, you know, uh, running and kind of yeah. making that kind of a, a thing that where you can help promote, you know, Jesus?
0: Well, in, at the clinic, what we do is we offer a, uh, a wellness offering to our patients. Um, many times, I'm sure many of the listeners who hear this, if they go to their doctor, the doctor will say a couple things that um, <laughs> there's there needs to be a, a little bit of a better diet choice and exercise is good for you. Yeah, those, those two co- things. Those are a couple things that sure. work. Right, uh, and and we, we we subscribe to those things here, um, and and and, we, and so what we've done is a, a lot. We've we we got a farm outside where we're growing healthy healthy food uh, that we make accessible and affordable to our patients through a couple different ways, um, and and we have you know, specifically to your question about fitness, we have a a, a group that meets weekly here. Um, called a, a five weeks of fitness class. And so they meet and we have a new building on 2nd Avenue. Actually, it's an old building, but it's new to us. And uh, our, our wellness manager, her name's Casey, um, leads a group of probably 20-something patients at a time. They have several cohorts. These are clients or patients? Yeah. Or, okay. so, so, for example, like if, if I'm your doctor, <laughs> Dr. Bill, uh, you come see me and I say, you know, listen, I'd like you to go see Casey. I'm going to encourage you to go check this out. I'm going to make a referral, an internal referral to this free fitness class, yeah, free. That's right. And, there you go. And so our patients that are getting healthcare here. So like we're still taking care of blood pressure. We're still taking care of blood sugar and the the issues you have with you know with your heart or whatever. Um, and when appropriate, we say, listen, I want you to, to take a look at this op- this this other option we have. Another door that Mercy Med opens is fitness, and. Um, And so our patients are showing up for these fitness classes. They meet weekly. Uh, They are, by the way, it's co-located in our physical therapy office where uh, many of our patients are regaining mobility. A lot of our patients are recovering from stroke. That's a big niche we found ourselves in of uninsured people that are recovering from stroke. Um, And so there's these couple of channels where people that have either come through physical therapy or gone through our our primary care stuff um, are staying around. Like they're sticking around and they are exercising together um, so American Heart Association partners with us they come and do classes on blood blood pressure um, our physical therapist said he thought it was gonna be the most boring thing but he, but it was <laughs> fascinating everybody was taking notes and as soon as the instructor was done they all raised their hands and asked questions yeah and then after that um, every week there's like new exercises they learn they, they have um, homework to do they've got logs it's, it is, and what it does that I think you see across Georgia is it creates community. And the way our physical therapist described, it, his name is Scott Caro. Uh, his story's great too. I wish we had time for all this stuff. But <laughs> the way Scott described it was, he said, our impact is multiplied in community. Yeah. So in other words, it's not just, here's your list of exercises, go and do these. It's, we're going to do these together. And all of a sudden our patients that are Maybe you're struggling with anxiety or struggling with being isolated and alone are all of a sudden meeting people and being
1: together and they're doing this work together. Um, and the things they're so, learning and, the, and they're being cared for, they'll take that back to where yeah, they live yeah. and they'll talk about it or they'll, they'll kind of maybe create a whole new dynamic yeah. where they are, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and so
0: the goal is um, <clears throat> kind of how do we answer the question, so what? Right? Our patients come to us and we see them. Well, so what? Like how does that, how do we better improve their lives after them coming to see us? And this is part of that answer. Like we, we certainly love getting the A1C scores and seeing where the blood sugar lies. And we like seeing um, just overall life improvement where, um, where we can see our patients
1: stop like just surviving and start thriving. You know, um, and what kind of reaction do you get from the patients? Yeah. I mean, are they are they surprised that like, oh, this is this is free, mm-hmm. or are they surprised that you guys want them to be you know well, you know, yeah. and, and work so hard to do that? Well,
0: it, it, we are finding it's the it's there's a really high retention rate. For for specifically this five weeks to fitness thing that Casey and Scott have put together, um, they're sticking around and they are they they love it. Yeah, there's a little bit of. Um uh, at first, I think there's some kind of uh, oh, are you are you serious? This is all for me kind of kind of moment, but but eventually though, it just becomes real common. Like it's just a a, a, um, a natural thing that uh, that they sort of own because because in it, and it and this is the, like the humbling part for me the, the a beautiful part at the end of the five weeks of fitness. There's a a pay it forward ask that Casey makes, and so so many of these. Participants of the five weeks of fitness class are donating back to Mercy Mad wow. uh, in order for there to be another cohort that comes through, and so um, you know it's twenty people at a time that come through, and, and they just are, are are amazing. And so these, I could go kind of on, on and on and on, but we're we're loving the uh, the amount of time we get, right? Um, what what our wellness focus has done, whether it's through the farm or through physical therapy or through these. Uh, exercise classes we do. we do yoga as well, we do chair yoga. What we're finding is the more time we can spend with our patients, the more trust we can build and the better quality of the of the relationship we have. And relationships are really where it's at, right? like that's that's where um, you find like the good stuff, I think in life and um and and also like when we pair that with quality health improvements, um, there's just a lot of dots that are getting connected. there's the primary care where everything starts and, and you get to see Dr. Scarborough or Dr. Kim or Dr. Barr or um, Joanna or Marie or Kimberly uh, in our clinic and and they they take care of you and then there's more time we get uh, with the fitness piece and that that's and that's pretty new for us and, and we love it. We, we think it's, it's wonderful and and
1: um, And so the more time we get, the better we feel like the results are. Yeah. Do you – I mean, maybe this could be on a weekly or daily Mm -hmm. basis. Do you – here at the clinic, and and I know you're doing a lot of, like, you know, working with the donors and kind of some of the the Mm -hmm. behind-the-scenes stuff, but are there a lot of goosebump moments when it comes (laughs) to, like, when it comes to people that come here and get treatment? And because, I mean, maybe it's emotional for them, emotional for you guys as well. Um, I think so. Yeah, there's there's a lot of those. And and not being –
0: I hear, I hear, unfortunately, I hear those secondhand more so. Yeah, yeah. I can t- I'll can. tell you a couple, though. Uh, if you check out our YouTube page, you'll see uh, there's a gentleman uh, who, whose story he, he shares himself, where um, he cried, he was on the phone, he kind of was looking for a place to go for healthcare, he's diabetic, and uh, he was talking to our front desk and said, um, he just needs somewhere to go, he just really needs to see a doctor, and he was crying on the phone as he was asking this question. And this never happens, by the way. What happens next never happens. Uh, But uh, our front desk person, Jessica, said, well, there's something just opened up for tomorrow. Would you like to come in tomorrow? And that was a very simple thing of a look on the schedule. A glitch, by the way. A glitch in the matrix, because we're seven (laughs) weeks out, Jason. We're seven weeks out, I promise you. And so, so when Jessica said that you can come in tomorrow, it changed his life. Wow! Just that, and, and that's what I mean by advocacy. Where
1: and that wasn't by accident, I'm sure. Uh-huh. You know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but, I but, mean, it's glitching the, the matrix, Lord's, but maybe the Lord's you know the, the Lord. You know, I, he's like, okay, well, I'll show them. You know, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, and
0: and he tells that story so powerfully. Where, I mean, it's it's just he just them to see the doctor. Usually, the answer if you call today, I tell you, yeah, we'll get you in July. Um, but for him, if you look at the video on YouTube, it's 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 powerful. Um, and he was in, in pretty bad shape. Like he really needed to be seen um, Another kind of goosebumps moment for me is really in the commonplace stuff where we find like uh, we're, we're, We try to stay proximate to the needs of, of, our, of, of our community So in the underserved community like that's why we're sitting where we are because we want to be accessible to those that have great need um, and one of our existing patients uh, who's, who we see in the primary care side. He's not made it to physical therapy yet, but he had a bad hip injury. Hmm. And we just walking down the sidewalk uh, with his walker. And Scott, our physical therapist, opened the door, and he said, hey, I think you need to come see me. And he saw him. He, he brought him into the clinic to, uh, to like, do an impromptu physical therapy session and give him exercises to do so he can walk. So the gentleman I'm talking about has no car, he's got no transportation, just him and a walker, and he's got to go to the store every day, uh, and he's in pain. Um, but, uh, but Scott saw him. And it took action, right? Now, Jessica heard the call and she took action, uh, like Keena did, right? She saw a need, she took action. And, and those types of things are the goosebumps for me of, of the everyday, right? These, these are two everyday things of a phone call and a, and a, uh, a patient on the street, on, on the sidewalk. Um, but it's, it's, um, it's movement that matters, right? You know, like, that's the thing that, like, I really kind of come back to is like, this matters yeah those actions they they made an impact and they matter to the patient and they matter to the quality of that patient's life and and they help our mission
1: move forward yeah absolutely um so Yeah. yeah i mean you can stick around for longer, and I can tell you more. <laughs> well, we only got a couple minutes left because I know you got to go. But um, but I, I wanted to you know ask you just real quick. You know you you're married with uh, you know your mm-hmm. wife Megan. You mm-hmm. guys have three children, and so yeah. I mean you know it's like you know, when you are a part of something like this, Mercy Med, yeah. it becomes kind of a family thing. Like yeah. the kids are involved. I think your son's out He's in the, at, at the farm right now, yeah. so uh, <laughs> um and kind of doing uh, work there. Uh, so I mean, is that that important to you as a dad? Like yep. you're hopefully modeling like the fact that hey. We're helping people who who maybe wouldn't get help otherwise.
0: So my wife and I very much see ourselves as a team. She works in the community as well. She works for an organization called Truth Spring, and she specifically works at a trade school, which is helping the um, the chronically underemployed and unemployed find meaningful careers, find a job. Sure. Um, and and some of that work from Truth Spring has grown out of our church at Highland. And so, so yeah, to answer your question, I think it is important um that our kids see that that my wife and I value the work we do, you know that we we see meaning in the work, and that also that they see um that that the call of the Lord is for us to on our family uh to serve and so so yeah that that definitely is important to me and and um and certainly is something that we find joy in doing together, you know where we look at kind of each other. We, we kind of work three blocks away from each other, right? So my wife and I do. So so oftentimes we. It's convenient. Yeah, it's, it's good. Very, it's very convenient, uh, <laughs> and, and we love it. We very much do uh, do enjoy it, and so I think as a as a family, um, you know, we've uh, just just kind of see that as like what just what we do. Um, and, uh, and so hopefully that, that resonates with the kiddos, you know, Absolutely, we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll see my, although my daughter wants to be a veterinarian. So, oh, okay.
1: Uh, <laughs> she she <laughs> could, Hey, listen to <laughs> another arm <laughs> of mercy, man. For, yeah, that's, right. <laughs>
0: that's right. The other day, my daughter said, uh, my daughter said, uh, dad, can I have $10? And I said, well, Finn, you can't just ask people for money. And then I paused a second. I said, well, wait a minute. <laughs> What's it for? <laughs> yes, you can. That's what I do for a living. <laughs> you <got to> asked <laughs> me. I said, what would you like to use this $10 for? And so it was it was a funny kind of moment of, yeah. you know, we, we, um,
1: we she and I both are in fundraising. You know <laughs> That's right. Yeah. She's starting early. Well, uh, we usually close the podcast in prayer. So if you don't mind, I'd love for you to pray us out. That'd yeah. be great. Yeah. Oh, uh,
0: Goodness gracious. Um, Father, what a gift uh, it is to for... The gift of time together thank you for Jason thank you for his voice Um, thank you for his voice for the for the way that he um, lifts up his voice for your sake uh, for the sake of those that are in need um, and for uh, and and, and to to further the cause um, of those that are doing good good for for your kingdom uh, I thank you for him. I have gratitude this morning, also for for those that are listening. I pray blessings over those that are that, are, that have heard this podcast, and may they be inspired and encouraged, God, by um, just by your good word. Um, I thank you for Kina. I pray for her and Eric and the entire uh, team and all those that are running um, this with this uh, crazy, crazy, fun, exciting, hard, and adventurous. Uh, task of running 277 miles uh, for uh, for the veteran and for the widow, uh, for the uh, underserved and for the sick and the hungry. Um, God, we thank you for them, for their willingness to get get after it and go for a long run this weekend. We thank you for their willingness to serve. Um, so we ask your blessings over House of Heroes. Um, Lord, would you bless every part of that ministry um, and f- meet their every need. We pray, uh, God. We love you, um, and uh, and we pray, Father, that as we go, we'd be reminded of, of your goodness
1: um, and of your good word. And we, we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much, Billy, for your time. I appreciate it, and uh, we'll see. You, I guess this weekend for the yeah. the finish line of Run across Georgia Memorial Day weekend. It's gonna be a it's gonna be fun. We'll, we'll, maybe maybe we'll be tired, but but that'll be worth it. So yeah. I look forward to it. Cool. All right. And, you know, if you would like to uh, donate uh, to any of the teams or to run across Georgia, which, again, half the money raised will go to House of Heroes, which uh, actually builds and uh, does uh, repairs, minor repairs a lot of times for the family members and for military veterans and public safety veterans uh in our community people that that need that help but maybe can't do it and they do that free of charge for them they do close to about 50 or 100 projects every year so great job by house of heroes and then of course mercy med that uh, billy holbrook just talked about Um, and so uh, we're going to have a link in the show notes where you can go and donate Uh, i think they've raised about thirty one thousand dollars so far but um, or thirty-two thousand, and you know, still need a lot more money to come in. It's going to be split in half between these two, uh, don't two two charities, and, uh, and and you know, about two years ago. I actually did my own fundraiser for Mercy Med, called it COVID-19 Miles of Hope. This is right after the pandemic kicked off. I had been marathon training. All the races got canceled. And so I decided, well, I'm going to run around my TV station, WTVM, here in Columbus, south of Atlanta, and run 19 miles, about 150 times around our TV station. I ended up raising about $7,000 for their cause. So I really was honored to be able to to do that um, as well. And uh, you know, for our uh, we had our closing prayer, but our parting gift uh, actually comes from the T-shirt for Run Across Georgia, which, by the way, Run Across Georgia did kick off a few days ago. Actually, they had three solo runners; they're doing all 277.2 miles by themselves, which. If they're able to complete it, they're averaging about 55 miles a day, two females and one male. Um, I know Heather and Sasha are the two uh, ladies doing it, and uh, they are doing an amazing job. So the parting gift is from the t-shirts for Run Across Georgia this year. It's a quote from John Bingham. It says, the miracle isn't that I finished. The miracle is that I had the courage to start. Great words from John Bingham there. So it's, it's not just about, it's about the journey really, uh, that you have the bravery and courage to do something that maybe it's out of your comfort zone. Maybe it's something that's going to be hard at times. Maybe, you know, you, you'll want to give up, but, but you will push forward because of your training, because of your heart, because of Jesus. Uh, He can give you the strength to go on. Now, if you'd like to listen to some previous episodes, uh, some of the folks that Billy mentioned, um, including Kina Yutz, she is the Run Across Georgia race director. She is now, at least. She's also a running coach. So back on, way back on episode number six of the Run the Race podcast from December 2019. One of my very first guests, she uh, she talks about going for big goals. She also discussed her own personal 254 mile record run. You wanna hear Keena Yutz talk about that. Then in 2020, episodes 22 and 36, we have the Mercy Med founder, Dr. Grant Scarborough, talks about fighting COVID-19 and being focused on Jesus and the poor. And that other episode is running across Tennessee and Georgia with Lazarus Lake, who you know is a iconic race director, and also John Teeples, who is the previous race director of Run Across Georgia. And finally, in May of last year, this time last year, episode number 65 of Run the Race, we had the Run Across Georgia, how it's helping one mom, uh, Susan Wood, who's in charge of House of Heroes, helps her restore these homes for, again, our military heroes. So go back and listen to those uh, previous episodes and get a sense of what uh, these organizations are all about and uh, what what they're raising money for. And this, again, 277.2 miles. It sounds like a long way because it is. So again, it starts in Tybee Island. You have uh, these transitions, and how it works is, so there's 48 legs, and so if you've got eight guys, like my son's team, they will split up those legs, so each guy will run about you know three to seven miles on their leg, and then they will get a break for about five hours, and they'll run their next leg after that, so each guy kind of passes the baton that way, Um, and it's, again, a huge fundraiser, and it can be run individually or as a team of up to 16 runners and up to eight bicyclists, and it will finish... Uh, This Sunday afternoon, the day before Memorial Day in downtown Columbus, Georgia. So we'll have a link to how you can donate and all that stuff on the show notes uh, for this podcast there so uh, thanks again for listening i appreciate it i'm looking forward to telling you all about how run the cross georgia goes as a crew member this time instead of a runner myself a lot of work goes into this and uh it's a huge challenge and i'm impressed uh these young men 17 18 year olds are are going to do it and they've already raised themselves as a team in just a few weeks raised more than two thousand dollars so make sure to donate give to the cause and uh thank you so much for listening and uh all praise to god for the ability to uh have the podcast to run, to, uh, to give to these great causes. Uh, have a great day.